Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we had been discussing chapter 7, Gnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge and Wisdom. We are coming to the concluding verses of chapter 7. So let's look at what we have learned so far. In chapter 6 we learned all the techniques of meditation, but what was left out is what to meditate upon. So in this chapter, the subject of meditation, not the object of meditation, the subject of meditation is revealed. That you should meditate upon me, Krishna says. When Krishna says meditate upon me, he is referring himself as the Ishwara, the creator, the almighty who has created this universe. And then he says that you should start recognizing his presence in your surrounding. Start looking at everything as his manifestation because everything is strung in him. All manifestations are only possible because of his presence. So everything we see, the five elements, your mind, intellect and ego are nothing but his manifestations. But see, these are my lower prakriti my higher prakriti is the one which makes this cognition possible. That you recognize that I exist and the world exists. That is my higher prakriti. The awareness, the consciousness is my higher prakriti. We are all bound by our awareness. If I am not aware of myself and the world, neither I exist nor the world exists. Therefore, the principle which binds all of us together is our awareness, the consciousness. Your consciousness makes you aware of your world. His consciousness makes him aware of his world. These worlds we are at the center of. There was an article I read in New York Times which says you are truly at the center of your world. Why? Because only thing we know is the world of the past is rushing towards me at the speed of light. Everything we see, the stars, the moon, the buildings, they all existed in the past. Because before that light reflects from that to my eye, there's a time lag. So my entire world that I know is made up of the past. Even right now when I see you, there is a time lag between the light reflect from your face to my eye. So I only see you in, in past. Maybe a na- fraction of a nanosecond is still a past. So the article says, where do I look for future? Only one place. Within yourself. This is the only place we can find a future. Otherwise, everything we know is about the past. 
And therefore, this world is very predictable. This world which is made up of things and beings are created by the cause and effect relationships. Therefore, it is very, very predictable. All the astrologers, they can tell your past very easily. When it comes to future, you never know. So, Bhagavan says, that's my higher prakriti, is the consciousness which is functioning through all things and beings. But not everyone can recognize it. So, even though I make the manifestation of all the beings possible, I'm not in them, but they are in me. My presence, you will not be able to recognize in the manifestation itself because we are trying to see the divinity which is unmanifest into the manifest world. But also we can't recognize the Bhagwan because we are trying to now find the nature of this manifest world in him. So when I go to the ocean, I can see the waves and recognize the waves as the waves. But if I'm trying to see the ocean in the waves, I will fail miserably. So neither I'm seeing the ocean in the waves, nor can I recognize the nature of the ocean by learning the nature of the waves. So Bhagavan said that in this world, there are two types of people. Some who recognize that there is divinity, and they are seeking for it. And some who are still completely ignorant about it, and they just cannot recognize that. And Bhagavan called them Duskrutinaha. Their actions are futile. What they are doing is not really gaining them any more recognition of the divinity. Thereby they are Duskrutinaha. But there is the others of Sukrutinaha. They recognize the divinity exists and they are trying to find that by their actions. But depending on their own level of understanding, they either Artaha, Jagnasu, Artharthi, or Agnani. Either they are out of distress, they are trying to find that relief, or their inquisitiveness, trying to find the what divinity is all about, or for their own welfare, they want to find the divinity. Because there is an instinct of self-survival in all beings. So for my survival, I'm trying to find the most conducive environment, and most conducive situation. He said that itself creates Icha and Advesha. And therefore, all beings are deluded by the very birth. As soon as I take upon myself this identity, this is me, now that me has to survive in this world. And therefore, now I'm seeking for a conducive environment and avoiding non-conducive environment. That creates Icha and Advesa. This Icha and Advesa is actually created by the three gunas of the Maya, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas. So that deludes me and therefore I cannot see the reality as is but the fourth type of seekers, the gnani, who realize where the obstruction is in my understanding, that I am deluded by my perception of this world. And then he goes beyond that, that's where he realizes the nature of the Lord. He realizes the obstructions in me understanding this world in my own mind and intellect. It is my mind which creates the veiling. 
First, it creates a veiling because everything which I like, I create the one world and I dislike another world. And then when I can't get what I want, it creates vikshapa, the interference. So till I remove this interference and the veiling, I cannot see myself. I realize that if they control the mind, then both this will go away and I will see the world as is and thus recognize my own nature. So Bhagavan said, but there are people who can recognize it. So verse 28 says, Esham tu antagatam papam jananam punya karmanam te dvandva moha nirmukta bhajantemam dhridabhrataha so, bhajantemam is actually the operative word. We first said, we learned meditation techniques, but did not know the what to meditate upon. And Bhagavan said, worship me. Me the supreme. But who can do that? We tried. We all say, I love Bhagavan. Go to temple a few times. But it's really not coming to us. Why is that? Because we have not reached this state which is required to identify him. So first he says, Esam tu antagatam papam, whose sins are destroyed, punya karmana, by good actions, the virtuous, meritorious actions. Swamiji explains here that unlike other religions, where we consider we are the sinners, he says in our case, we the other way around. None of us are sinners. We are all amrutasya putraha. We are the sons and daughters of the immortality itself. But then where does this problem comes that I become a sinner or a good person? You see the veiling on my mind. It is actually the covering on my true self, which is what we call sins. Sin is that which is not letting me see my true nature. Sin is that which is not making me experience happiness. Happiness is my true nature. But I don't experience it. So why is that? Health is my true nature. But I don't experience it when I get sick. Why is that? Well, the outside imposition by viruses or bacteria are now covering my health. So what do I do? I go to the doctor and get rid of this as quickly as you can. My true nature is health, not illness. I don't go to a doctor and I say suddenly say I feel good, you know, check me out, what's wrong with me? Oh I'm feeling so good today. But typically we don't. So happiness is my nature, but unhappiness is what I experience. Why is that? He said because of the wailing on my true nature. And they say, How can I get rid of it? Punya karmana. By acting on erasing this wailing on my mind. The actions which help me clarify my mind and intellect are the punya karmas. It's not that Bhagavan is keeping balance, Chitra Gupta in his book. It's you yourself is keeping the balance. I'm cleaning my house, who is keeping the balance? Just me. How much I have cleaned, you know. So punya karmana esantu antagatam papam. Those who have clarified the mind and intellect, the internal instrument completely, drudabhrataha, and they are steadfast in it. They don't give up till the whole house is clean. 
I do it like three quarter of it and say I'm done. Then the person who comes, the first part he sees or she sees the one which is dirty. Your car is 99% in a good shape. But just one thing is not working. Your brakes. Is it a good car? No. First thing you notice what is not right. So therefore, he said it should be completely wipe out all your impurities. Dhridavrataha, steadfastly. Te dvandva moha nirmuktaha. Then you reach a state where you don't see this world as the pairs of opposites. You see, both are the same expression of the same reality. Therefore, when we go to some awesome place, we are awestruck. Then we see the wonderful nature. All, but the same place at night, we are left alone. Very, very fearsome. I have an experience. We went to Vrindavan Garden. Wonderful, we enjoyed such a nice place. And our driver said he will come and pick us up. We kept waiting, we kept, everybody left. There was nobody there. Other than there was one little hut, the guy was selling something, a little light there, and a couple of buses. We were so afraid that something bad is going to happen today. Luckily, Mina is so aggressive, she went and talked to those bus guys. I said, well, you can't talk to them, they're private buses, I'm going to go talk to them. Turned out to be there were school buses. So they said, Yeah, we'll drop you at your hotel. But the same Vrindan Garden, which was so wonderful, now became so fearful because my situation changed. So Bhagavan said, The one who has gone beyond this Maya, Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, so the world of manifestations, as I in the world, he becomes Dvandva Mohanir. They are not deluded by these pairs of opposites. They recognize them as they are, but not deluded by them. Bhajantema, they can only worship me. So they are the people who will recognize the self as it is. And why they are doing it? Jara Marana Mokshaya. Jara, old age. I recognize it now. You know, why people are so afraid of them? Nothing works as it used to work before. My eyes, I can read when I want to read. My legs. So we are afraid of jara. And then marana. This body has been changing since my childhood. But till it was growing, we could not wait to grow. You ask Medha right now. And when I'll grow up, she can't wait you know, to be grown up. For us, we have seen all these changes. This world of changes has brought me to this level of jara. And it will take me to marana. So these two words, jara and marana, actually signify the entire world of change which I'm afraid of. If I'm doing very well, what do I want? I want the situation to remain exactly as they are. But when we are doing very well, what are we afraid of? I don't know when this economy will tank again, you know, a recession. Every article I read, the only thing I notice is when the next recession would be. Because I've just gone through one and suffered through one, I'm afraid of the next time when it comes, what will be the situation? So this world of change is the problem for my insecurities. These insecurities bring unhappiness. I want liberation from this world of change. Jara marana moksha. I want the liberation in a way that my happiness remains constant. Mama asritya. 
yatanti ye the one who worships me by taking refuge in me one who is seeking permanent happiness by taking refuge in me te brahma vid viduhu krutsnam adhyatmam karma cha akhilam so now the result is the one who is taking refuge in that supreme seeking liberation from the world of changes he comes to know the brahman the brahma which does not change imperishable never changes no mutation te brahma viduhu krishnam adhyatmam also he knows the self in its totality see i know right now myself very well in its limitedness okay as swami tejaman say you are in a constant state of samadhi of what my body my mind my intellect nobody is to remind me this is me that's not me that's not this is me i don't have to keep repeating i don't have to congratulate myself all the time that i i did it correctly krishna madhyadhan he knows himself in his totality in karma cha akhilam he knows all the karmas in totality and bhagwan includes this here because our general understanding is that when i meditate and then becomes realized that i don't have to do anything then i'll become a completely incompetent unemployable you know of of no use because society has no use for me anymore he said no, no you will know the all actions in their totality what does that mean no matter what action i will be performing i'll be performing at the highest level of excellence right now my actions falls short why because i don't know what is right and what is wrong and i tell them to my employees all the time and my colleague they say nil the next presentation i think we are going to do this and then we're going to do that they say we can do all we want but we don't know what those guys want who are sitting on the other side of the table i made a presentation few days ago on a very large project and we had some iconic images created for this building and i made the presentation at the end of the presentation the lady says but neil if you don't need iconic building and we just want a down and dirty government building what would you do <laughs> and i'm done because we focused on that they probably need this as an iconic building and it turned out they were not looking for iconic building so i don't know the actions in the totality what will be appropriate at that time had i known that they are not looking for iconic buildings i would have done something as a look we are the run of the mill architects we will do the most mediocre project you want it may be the cheapest government project i have done some building now said if i can change this lobby material from this to that it will be much cheaper and look nicer and the guy who is the head of the committee says neil i don't care what it cost as long as it does not look expensive you're fine <laughs> we do not know what the other people are looking for i'm saying that cost you less money and it will look nicer so no no i don't care what it cost as long as it does not look expensive i'm fine <laughs> so i do not know the actions in their totality 
and therefore I fail most of the time. But once in the one who has gone beyond this pairs of opposites, he is now crossing the world of changes because he is beyond that. Therefore he knows this supreme in its totality. He knows himself in its totality. And he knows all actions in their totality. So he will become the most efficient person who can lead this society, he can lead this nation, he can lead this humanity. And so the last verse says, Sa adibhuta adhidaivam maam sa adhiyagnam ce ye viduhu prayana kale apiche maam te viduhu yukta chetasaha. So who will know me? He says, one who knows me in totality. Sa adi bhutam. Adi means pertaining to it. As simple as that. Related to. Bhutam. Bhutam that exists to be. I don't know why in our language bhuta is the ghost. You know. Bhuta in Sanskrit means one which is existing. Is in a being which I can identify with. One who knows everything about the manifest world. Adi daivam. Daivam. Illuminators of this world. This world exists, and I recognize because there is illuminator, which illumines this world for me. My senses. If I take one sense out, the whole world of sight will go away, if I can see. If my hearing goes away, which is pretty close now, going, world of sound will go away. And if I take all five senses out, my world goes away completely. So you say, Adidaivam, one who knows the everything pertaining to this world of illuminators. So Adi Yagnam, and what are we doing with this? Transaction with this world. Yagna is nothing but a transaction in its basic nature. What do we do Yagna for? Yagna is to get something. Well, I can't get something without doing anything, so I offer something in fire. Oh Lord, I'm giving you this, you be happy and make me happy. It's a transaction with this world. So to gain my happiness, I'm acting in this world, expecting that the world will react positively to my actions and will make me happy. That's a yagna constantly going on. So one who knows everything about this world of manifestation, the one who knows everything about what illumines this world for me and what is this transaction is all about. Prayana kale apichamam. If that understanding happens even at the last moment, we have been working very hard. It may happen anytime. Well, it may be tomorrow, it may be day after, it may be thousands of years from now. But as long as you are working towards it, it will happen. He said, once that happens, Mamte Vidhu Yukta that person will know me. That happens, that may be the end of your this life as you know. But that is the awareness you're seeking. The timings are not guaranteed. When that will happen, we do not know. Time is something we you and I should not worry about because it's unlimited. As long as I continue working, that will happen sometime. When that will happen, everything will in the past will become irrelevant. And I will know myself in reality. So Bhagavan says, one who knows all these things in totality, 
even at the last moment, will come to me. He will recognize me. He will become one with me. And the chapter ends here. But the last three words which Bhagavan introduced, introduces the next chapter. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschid Dukkha Bhag Bhavet Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Harihi Om